Thank you for tuning in to the Limitless Experience with Eric. Episode 9 titled Scorched Earth was phenomenal. I feel like I've said that before, but honestly, each episode of Power surpasses the previous episode. This one was directed by Gary Lennon. There was not too much about this episode that I didn't like, but of course, we're going to get into all of that. So it opens with Tommy and Cash asleep inside his car. Very convenient that Cash would sleep the entire time. Because if he was awake, they would have had to explain to him what happened to his mother. And that's something that I would have liked to see. But that'll come up in a different segment. Anyhow, Cash's father is played by Jesse Williams, who's a great actor. I've never watched Grey's Anatomy, haven't seen too much of his work, but I know he's a great actor. His character's name is Kadeem, and Kadeem did tell Tommy that if he needed anything, to hit him up. Now, I did some research and I saw that Jesse Williams will only make an appearance in one episode, which was this one, of course. So I don't think we'll be seeing Kadeem again. Now, a couple of things about this scene. Why on earth would Kadeem ask Tommy if Cash will see him again? Your baby mother, Keisha, is dead because of Tommy. If she did not know Tommy, she would still be alive. What if your son Cash was in the house at the time Keisha got killed? Yes, we know Tasha killed Keisha and she wouldn't kill Cash. But Kadeem don't know where the hit came from. That's the type of environment you want your son around? What kind of nonsense is that? Also, Kadeem, you are his father. What other type of male presence do you need Cash to have? You want Cash to look up to Tommy? Come on, bro, bro. Second thing is, maybe I'm nitpicking, but I know we all give Tommy the quote-unquote invitation to the cookout. But was he trying too hard in this scene, or was it just me? With the bet and the head nod and the homeboy handshake. He should have put up his fist before he walked out the door. But seriously, because Tommy told Kadeem that he probably won't see Cash again, and Jesse Williams is only making an appearance in one episode, I'm not sure if we'll get to see Cash truly get the explanation to what happened to his mother. Sergeant Rodriguez rolls up on Tommy. I'm not sure how she found him given the fact that Tommy has a new car and he wasn't home. She tells Tommy that Cash was present when Keisha agreed to testify. Tommy's not buying it. Tommy thinks that Keisha would not have told on him. I, on the other hand, I think Keisha was going to let everything be known. She was going to put everything on the table, and then she was going to absolutely 1,000% go into witness protection with Cash. Holly was more of a ride or die than Keisha was. Keisha was going to have to cooperate. She already signed the paperwork. There was nowhere to run. You're not evading the feds. Lack of proper communication and selective memory is a huge problem in power. Tommy thinks that Ghost killed Keisha, and for that reason, he did not do his part of the deal, which was to put the gun in the elevator box like him and Ghost agreed to, to take out Jason. What I don't understand is, why wouldn't Ghost put it there himself? He didn't need Tommy to do that. He could have put it there himself. He's about to own the building. Nobody would have seen him. I don't know why he brought Tommy in on that. Even before Keisha was killed, Ghost and Tommy were not seeing eye to eye. That was foolish of him to put his trust in Tommy for a situation of that magnitude. Also, having the gun at the meetup spot before you get there, I wonder if that was Gary Lennon's homage to The Godfather or whether it was just a coincidence. Ghost has a major blindside now that Proctor is dead. Normally, Proctor would be the one to give Ghost exclusive information, like when somebody dies, and then Ghost would know how to move with that information. But not anymore. Rest in peace, Joe Proctor. At the time of the phone conversation, Ghost truly didn't know that Keisha was dead. If he did, he would have known not to ask Tommy to do what he asked him to do. Now, although Ghost did not pull the trigger on Keisha, he is partially responsible. He did put the battery in Tasha's back by telling her, Hey, listen, you got to do something. Keisha's not listening to me. I already tried to talk to her. You got to talk to her. So Ghost is partially responsible for that. 
I'm a huge attention to detail person, so I was excited to see that Tommy had Ghost saved as G in his phone and not Ghost or James St. Patrick. And at the end of the phone call, Tommy said, Peace, brother. Now, in regards to what I said earlier, this would be... Strike two! Please don't strike out, brother. Just to be clear, I hope y'all don't think I'm going too hard at Tommy. I still wasn't cool when he said... That was season three, episode six, after they killed Lobos, if you want to go check it out. Back to present day. Drakashi is a wild boy, and until he stops snitching, his name is no longer Dre, it's Drakashi. If you don't know who Takashi 69 is, ask a 20-year-old. Drakashi is dirty, and his plan is now crystal clear. He want Tommy and his crew up off the streets so he could take over and be the big homie. So what does he do? He offers information to Sergeant Rodriguez by letting her know how to find the warehouse. He's trying to kill two birds with one stone. One, you get Tommy and his crew not, you next in line to be the big homie. And two, you get a filthy feds what they want, they'll leave you alone. So you could be big homies selling all the drugs you want and you ain't got to worry about the feds until they need more information out of you. I call them filthy feds because they are dirty and horrible at their job. This is just my off the top of the head list of people who are now dead because of their incompetence. Felipe Lobos, dead. That prisoner transport was weak. The surviving agents need to be fired. Lindsay Proctor. Sachs mishandled that entire case. She's dead because of him. Maria Suarez. We're in season six. By this time, the Fed should already be on to the fact that anybody and everybody around this St. Patrick case ends up dead. So why, when you have a key witness, do you allow her to roam the streets by herself? She should have been taken into protective custody and no one at all should have been able to get anywhere near her. But the feds, they trash. That's why she died. Joe Proctor, dead. Once again, Sachs mishandling and sharing information that he shouldn't. Lakeisha Grant, I'm putting 100% of the blame on Blanca Rodriguez. You roll up on Keisha with somebody from child services and apply a crazy amount of pressure to her, making her think she's about to lose her son and force her to sign the paperwork, and then you walk away after that? After she signed that, she's your responsibility. They could have done a way better job with these witnesses. Shout out to the real African with two N's on Instagram. You are absolutely right, my brother. Blanca Rodriguez was wilding out. After Drakashi told her to trace the locations on his ankle monitor to find the warehouse, Sergeant Rodriguez told Dre exactly what he wanted to hear. If this information is right, Tommy and his crew will be off the street by tonight. And we square. Dre then takes that and runs, gets on the phone and puts in his bid with Jason to become distro. Tells Jason that it's about to be a rap for Tommy and his whole crew. Dre is really talking way too much. If you're going to be a snake, be a whole snake. He spoke way too early. And speaking of snakes, Councilman Tate, he's starting to become a snake his damn self. He's running his mouth way too much. He really asked Ramona if she knew where he was on the night of their photo op. Now, luckily, Ramona's team goes, and she dismisses anything that anybody says bad about James St. Patrick. He also tells her about his plans to cut ties with James. I don't know why, out of everybody you can tell, you're going to tell Ramona. Ramona would show off her own arm to be with James. So all of that nonsense Councilman Tate is talking went in one ear and out the other with Ramona Garrity. Ramona is loyal, just not to Tate. From one loyal woman to a disloyal woman. Tasha St. Patrick, you own a daycare. Why on earth do you have Aquafina coming in there, passing you off drug money, and Zig coming through, dropping off product, picking up product, picking up drug money? Are you insane? 
Ghost comes in and sees Aquafina passing the drug money and she gets low. I know it's Epiphany. Aquafina sounds better. Now Ghost knows exactly what Tasha is using a daycare for, which she only has because of his connections. James and Tasha were supposed to go to Tariq's school together to get a progress report from Tariq's teacher, but Tasha decides not to go, probably because she knew she would be face-to-face with her new premiere, Mr. Radner. Mr. Radner is talking crazy saucy to Ghost right now. Tariq said he's just basically a glorified babysitter there, but hey, I know that kid. He's probably fixing the computers, balancing your wife's checkbook, you know what I mean? Tariq, he is nothing if not industrious. He's going to be a big shot, <laughs> just like his dad. There was a lot of I know what you really are, Ghost, undertones in that conversation. Mr. Rodney need to chill out. Ghost make people disappear. I hope he understands that. More to come after the break. I appreciate all of my listeners for tuning in. If you like my podcast, please tell your friends about it, and please tell your friends to tell their friends about it. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at Limitless underscore E. Thank you. Okay, so this next scene was very intense. Ghost, understandably upset with Tasha, is waiting at the crib for her when she gets home. They get to arguing over Tariq, and Ghost ragdoll slams Tasha against the refrigerator very, very, very hard and covers her mouth and puts the fear of God in her. I think we were supposed to believe that Ghost blacked out during that because after he let her go, he kind of like shook his head off as if he was trying to gather himself again. That was OD. Luckily, that's all he did to Tasha. I probably would stop watching the show, honestly, if he killed her. I'm team Angela, but I'm not team kill your wife if you don't like her decision making. My memory could be off, but if it is, hit me on Instagram at Limitless underscore E. But the only time I remember Ghost coming anywhere near putting hands on Tasha was when Raina had just died and Ghost went back to drinking. This just illustrates how serious and protective Ghost is about the welfare of his children. Ghost also said that he will 100% get Yaz taken away from Tasha if she doesn't straighten up. Ghosts do not play about his kids. James St. Patrick is trying to be 100% legit, and he wants his kids to be the exact same way. He also wants them to grow with the best life. He also wants all his businesses to be legit and on the books. And Tasha's daycare is not legit, and it definitely ain't all on the books. To protect his son and keep him out of the streets and away from the drug game, Ghost called the feds on Tasha's daycare. I don't see nothing wrong with that, by the way. Luckily for Tasha, she didn't have any drugs in the daycare when Sergeant Rodriguez and her people came through to sweep the place. Aquafina was there, though, and she said because Tasha's too hot right now, her and her girls at the Stizzy are out and will no longer push product for her. Now Tasha is out some workers. Oh, well, who cares? Mystery man Q walks in and sees the bruises on Tasha's arm and thinks that he can do something to the person that put those bruises on her. Q. The moment you step foot in front of Ghost and open your lips, you're done. Go ahead and think you Superman and try to take Ghost out. Speaking of failed attempts to take Ghost out. Jason Mitchich, what up though? He put up a good fight, but this tension was building up in Ghost for the entire season. I mean, he only had one kill this entire season and it wasn't the person he wanted to. Earlier in episode one, he killed Standing Man, one of Jason's soldiers. Earlier I mentioned Tommy having Ghost saved as G. In this scene, Jason had Tommy saved as Tommy in his phone. 
That's ridiculous. I guess it had to be that black and white for Ghost to get the message that it was actually Tommy that told on him. But that's not cool. The fake tying your shoes thing that reached inside the elevator box was laughable. But it was necessary. And I'm so glad that Ghost did that. When Ghost was choking out Jason, I was choking out Jason right with him. I needed Jason gone since episode one of season six. I was tired of him. Do you not know what happened to Lobos? Do you not know what happened to Milan? He put up a better fight than the two of them, but he's still sleeping right with the fishes. Matter of fact, he could go talk to Lobos and Milan and ask them what happened right now. I'm so glad he got Jason up out of here. But the choke wire inside the watch? That was kind of fly. I might get one of those for the rollie. Now, because Tommy believes that Ghost killed Keisha, he didn't put the gun in the elevator box like they agreed to. But Tommy is in some trouble. The feds ran down on his crew at the warehouse. 2-Bit, Spanky, and Roberto all got knocked. And when they were being brought out and put into the car, Spanky and 2-Bit saw Tommy watching from afar. And now they believe Tommy set him up. Tommy has nobody left. Black Grim, dead. Keisha, dead. Jason, dead. Your crew about to turn on you. Your girl dead, you don't got nobody left. I would say Jason being dead means no more supply either, but even if Jason wasn't dead and he was still supplying you, who would sell it for you? You ain't even got a crew no more. Cousin Benny wants answers from Ghost about who killed Proctor, and even though Ghost knows 100% Tommy did it, he ain't no snitch, and he's trying his best not to give up Tommy's name, but Cousin Benny ain't going for it. He feels like it's Tommy, he just need confirmation. Well, that didn't go as planned. They built Cousin Benny up to be the big bad wolf and that's how he go out. But I understand why he didn't have a gun. He looks like the more up close and personal type. So he really wanted to give it to Tommy and probably look him in his eyes when he put the blade through his chest. But he just couldn't do it. Now, if he's still confused, he could ask Proctor himself. But seriously, Elisa Marie is a whole orphan now. She lost her moms, she lost her daddy, now she just lost her uncle. What is that little girl going through? <laughs> Councilman Tate. Councilman Tate did cut ties with James. I should have called you Ghost. But the truth of the matter is, you know I'm too high profile to fuck with. You ain't gonna do shit, boy. <laughs> My guy, talking to ghosts like that gonna get you found in a trunk somewhere dead and stinking. Chill out. Speaking of found in the trunk dead and stinking, Blanca Rodriguez rolls up on Saks. Even though Saks has been terminated, he shouldn't even be involved in the case. He's chilling right now in the jazz club. But the attention to detail that this show does is amazing. When he had the job, he was clean shaven with his hair slicked back with the moose in it and all that. Now there's no more moose in the hair. He looking like a bum, which is kind of what happens when you lose your job. But I wouldn't know anything about that. So Blanca Rodriguez asked for his help to go question Tasha. So the two of them roll up on Tasha to ask her if Ghost killed Keisha. And here I am thinking Tasha's going to be the same resilient, uncooperative, evasive Tasha. You know how Tasha do. She'll step away, process it, gather herself, and then flip it on you. This time, she stepped away, processed it, gathered herself, and then flipped on ghosts. She told them exactly where to find Terry Silver's rotten corpse. They searched through the car for other evidence. Sax finds Terry's phone, puts it in his pocket for later. 
and he looks at some flyers. Now, the funny thing about this scene is the flyer that Sax was holding was for Hamilton. Brandon Victor Dixon is the actor that plays Terry. He also starred in the musical play Hamilton. So that was a nice touch by the writers. But seriously, Tasha really told, like, who knows how long it would have been before they found that body. Nobody was worried about that. They didn't have that info. Tasha really told, I, I can't believe this. This hurts me. Now, from one rotten corpse to another, go set up Drakashi to get knocked for the Jason murder. Once Dre got in there, he saw what was happening. He got low, and then he ran right to Sack's crib. Now Sack's going to give him the phone, and then he just goes into Ghost's hotel and plants the phone? That's crazy. Tommy wilding out. He rolls up on Tasha and Tariq and start talking hella crazy. This new ghost ain't got nothing to do with us. So he got to go. And I didn't come here to ask for your permission. I came here to tell you. So I guess this is his new crew. You ain't got 2-Bit and Spanky and Roberto no more. So now you're rocking with Tariq and Tasha to try to kill ghosts. Now, I'm not an advocate of domestic violence, i.e. ghost slamming Tasha, but I am an advocate of necessary child abuse. Tariq was talking crazy to ghosts. I want a ghost to put his fist through Tariq's head. You really gonna tell your pops do it again and I'll murder you? That's insane. That is insane. I feel like ghosts gotta yoke Tariq out one more time and just... Just let them know, bro, like you ain't built for this. This is not you, homie. And stop talking crazy to me before I Terry Silver you. And that's it for the recap. Now I'm about to get into my exclusive Ain't No Way segment. If you're new to the show, the Ain't No Way segment is about things that happen in the world of power that probably can't or shouldn't happen in real life, in my opinion, and only unrealistically happen in the world of power. Ain't no way Cash is sleeping through this entire thing. Like, you don't want to know what happened to your moms, bro. Like, if I was a little kid, a little boy, and I didn't see my mommy, I wouldn't want to know where's my mom, what happened. I wouldn't be asleep like a newborn baby. Ain't no way a small child is sleeping like that without knowing where his mother's at. It ain't happening. James St. Patrick ain't staying at no rinky-dink motel. So ain't no way somebody that looked like Dre look is just pulling the whole, I left my card upstairs, could you let me in my room thing. Ain't no way. How did he slide into James' room like that? They got to have thorough security. You would probably have to have already rented a room to get past said security. So ain't no way you just sliding up in James' room like that. It ain't happening. And those are my ain't no ways. If you have some ain't no ways, let me know. You can email me at limitlessepod at gmail.com. That's limitlessepod at gmail.com. Or you can send me a message on Instagram at limitless underscore e on instagram that's at limitless underscore e now for my predictions i hate dre but i don't think he's dying the way this show is going right now i think dre gonna be ghost 2.0 he already doing what ghost 1.0 did getting the competition locked up and off the streets that's the same thing ghost did to canaan he about to be big homie he got a crew i don't think dre's going anywhere when the spinoff comes i think it's going to be featured around dre Dre is not dying this season. That's my prediction. Next, Mr. Radner made it very clear to Ghost that he knows that his son is selling drugs. I think Mr. Radner is next to get clipped. He was talking too crazy to Ghost. Ghost slammed Tasha against the fridge to protect Tariq. I'm pretty sure he knows that Mr. Radner is a loose end to bring Tariq down and to protect Tariq. I think he got to clip Mr. Radner. Councilman Tate's run for governor campaign is all up in smoke. And it's because of Ghost, and it's because of Ramona. He ain't gonna do a damn thing to Ghost, I don't believe. 
But unfortunately, I think he may try to do something to Ramona Garrity. I think Tate will try to kill Ramona Garrity. Now, here's my big, bold prediction. Next week's episode is the mid-season finale, meaning the show will not be back on until after New Year's. Something huge is going to happen, something major. Tommy don't lost it all. He lost Keisha, he lost Holly, he lost Black Grimm, he lost his daddy, he lost his business. I think it's a wrap for Tommy. I, I think he's going to try to take one more shot at Ghost, and this time, Ghost going to put him down. I think Tommy dies in the next episode. And that concludes my predictions for this week. As always, thank you for tuning in and listening to me every week. I appreciate it. Just do me a huge favor and spread the word. If you like my podcast, tell your friends about it and tell your friends to tell their friends about it. Also, follow me on Instagram at Limitless underscore E. That's Limitless underscore E on Instagram. Thank you. If you would like to, you can contact the podcast at LimitlessEPod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Peace out.